Hello, everybody, and welcome to the brand new podcast series here on the Booth Network. This is episode one of Nostalgia Crew. I am your host, Bill, and joining me for this look back at everything that's great is Danielle. Hello. Um, so basically, the I'll do a quick story of how this podcast came about. Uh-huh. Is on Facebook, I started a group a long time ago called Nostalgia Crew. And it's just a bunch of us, and we post, you know, any old, anything basically that we remember as kids or, you know, something we liked and all that. So one day I decided, well, would you guys be interested if there was a, an actual podcast? Because podcasting is, you know, one of the mediums right now. It's very popular, and a lot a lot of people were in favor of it. So uh, this is the first episode, and what's going to be different about this show than the other, you know, mainly the, the two weekly shows, uh, the Scorecard and that wrestling show, is this is going to be a once-a-month podcast. So that means when you're done listening to this, we won't do another one until May. So we'll have to say as much as we can right now. Well, not well. I mean, because I know, because <laughs> I know you. You told me that you have stuff ready, and I have some stuff ready. Okay. Um, but real quick, I do want to mention that at the end of our show, we're each going to get, we're each going to recommend one movie that you guys should watch that you know either we like or we've recently seen, mm-hmm. and our album of the month. Oh God! <laughs> so, I thought it was just an okay. Well, I thought well, it was just an album that made you nostalgic. Well, anything old, you know. Well, we'll we'll get to it when it yeah, when it's well, done. Okay. So should I um, just say, since um, I'm pretty sure some of your fans, I don't know if um, most of the people listening to this follow you on the wrestling shows, but um, I just thought I should just tell them who I am because some of them are like, "Who's Danielle?" Go right ahead. <laughs> Well, Bill and I have known each other for about 10 years, Mm -hmm. 10 years, and um, he's actually part of my nostalgia, which is kind of interesting. Yay. Yeah. He, um, we (laughs) had some pretty interesting times in community college (laughs) 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Does it seem like it? It doesn't. No. um, I'm not going to tell the story of how I met Bill, but... (laughs) Um, we met at a friend, we had a friend who, um, Jean, she, had, mm-hmm. she used to have all these crazy parties because <laughs> we, um, we were, we were all like mostly in our late teens, early twenties or whatever. And most of us were all living at home, well, living at home, the majority of us. And Jean was on her own 10 years older than us. So anytime we went to have a really crazy party, we went to her apartment. And we had a friend who um, was friends with Bill and was like, well, I'm going to invite my friend Bill over. And he shows up with his T-shirt and says, Bill, the man. (laughs) Yes, the man, the myth, the legend. legend. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) That's, yeah. So, needless to say, (laughs) you still got that shirt? I I don't know. 
Oh, I don't know. To be honest, I yeah. might have given that away. But that's know. that's <laughs> that's essentially. It was a weird party. I don't remember much else about it, but that. Um, <laughs> I do remember. Well, actually, two things I remember from that party. <laughs> One, and the picture is still up there to this day on Facebook. Oh yeah. Where. My face is completely wrapped in toilet paper. Because we were playing Truth or Dare. And I'm yeah, we were playing Truth or Dare. And my face is completely wrapped in toilet paper. Yes. And the other thing was, on another dare, um, I switched clothes with oh, this yeah. female. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my God. And my clothes are, you know, big because I'm a big guy. So she comes out with all that, and I have, like, her skinny jeans and, and her... And like, flower top. Yes! Oh, I forgot about that! Oh, oh my God, yeah. Oh, man. As the show progresses, you'll realize that I remember the most ridiculous things sometimes, which is probably why I was invited to do this. Yeah. Uh, Believe me, folks, yeah. when we get more and more into this, you'll... there are stories that you will not believe. That it actually happened. Yes, we, um, but I'm a huge nostalgia fanatic, as evidenced by Facebook. Most people my age are posting things like uh, about the presidential election and taxes, and oh my god, the debt and this and that. And I'm like, BuzzFeed post 27 things 90s kids remember. Well. I mean, honestly, I don't really care about the presidential election right now. It's a whole year and a half away. Seriously. No. So I I do that all the time on Facebook. I just post nostalgic stuff. I post. <laughs> so I've always been into nostalgia, so I guess. And I'm also a huge TV trivia. It, it's unreal. Well, actually, uh, that's going to be one of the things we talk about. Ooh. Because, well, I'll save it for when we get there, but. Yeah. Believe me, it's very yeah. good. Very yeah. informative. Yeah, because whenever we used to have parties, they'd fight over who got whose team I got to be on because I knew all the <laughs> answers. Those are... <laughs> all right, I've talked too much. You go on ahead. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, well, I guess I could... Well, no, actually, you know what? Okay, there is something... There is a topic that oh, I, I found very surprising. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I mentioned this to somebody else on another show yeah. that I did recently. Um, and that is, one day, I went on Netflix. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I completely forgot what I was looking... I think I was checking, like, my DVD queue. And yes, folks, I do get DVDs from Netflix. So Yes, and he posts them every time he gets them, too. Yeah. I, I just post a disc, you know. Well, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's just, yeah. I just think sometimes people should know what movie I'm watching, you know. Yes, it, so, is, it makes a lively conversation. Mm-hmm. So, this one night, I get on, and on the front of Netflix, yeah, new series, Inspector Gadget. Uh-oh. And I don't mean the original with Don Adams as Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah. I mean a whole new series. So, after I saw it, I was like, alright, I'm going to get ready for bed. I'm going to go into my room. I'm going to put on Netflix. 
and I'm going to watch his first episode. Yeah. Just to see what it's like. Uh-huh. To be honest, it wasn't that bad. Oh, my God. Um, without spoiling much, uh-huh. here are some of the changes that they've made. Penny's grown up. Really? She's still... She aged a little bit, but she still looks like the Penny from the 80s version. Um, and she works for the agency that her uncle did. Uh, oh. Brain is still alive, believe it or really? not. Really? Yeah. Dr. Claw and his cat. I, I don't, The cat never had a name, did it? I don't remember. I haven't seen that show in so long. Oh, my God. I don't think it did, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So, anyway, in their last fight with Inspector Gadget, they end up getting frozen in Antarctica with them in their, like, airplane figure. Uh-huh. Inspector Gadget has retired. What? Yeah. Okay. From Crime Fight, because he beat Dr. Claw and retired. Uh-huh. So this young boy comes, joins the agency, only to infiltrate it as a spy because he's Dr. Claw's nephew. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So they get Inspector Gadget back out of retirement. Uh-huh. And they've added, you know, some new features, but... That's really about it. Now, the first episode is an entire episode. Okay. So it's like basically Inspector Gadget comes back, all that. Yeah. After that episode, mm-hmm. all of them are split into two short cartoons. So this is like a kid's show. Like, this is obviously a kid's cartoon, not like young adult kind of. Right. Okay. But if you were a fan of Inspector Gadget back in the day, you know, this could be something that you would want to watch just to see uh-huh. if it's, you know, yeah. different, if it's as good. Uh-huh. And I, the big change for me watching this. Yeah. Because I actually did watch some of the episodes with my nephews. Uh-huh. Are the, are the cartoon, like the short cartoons, instead of every episode being... You know, that long length episode, they're two, they're cut into two short cartoons. Which you don't see much anymore, really. Mm-hmm. I, and I, it never happened with Inspector Gadget. Yeah. You, um, it seems like, and I don't know because I don't really watch current cartoons all that much, but you don't really see them split into two episodes like that much anymore. You know, it's just like one 30, like, 30 minute. Thing. I know Phineas and Ferb do that. Okay. But that's like the only... Oh, no. And this new one, the 7D, which is basically the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. That's really about it. So other than that, I'm with okay. you on that boat. But And one other thing that I'm really glad about with this version of Inspector Gadget, uh-huh. Penny does not get kidnapped in every episode. Oh, yeah, they had to dial, dial that back. <laughs> oh, my God. That that always annoyed me as a kid. That's the thing with cartoons when you, as a kid, when you rewatch them as an adult, you realize the same thing happens. And 
Like, uh, my sister loved Scooby-Doo when she was a kid. Mm. And I would watch it. I'm like, you know, the same thing happens. And like, <laughs> and I, I just, I couldn't get past it. Right. I, you know, which is probably why I like the reunion movie where they're like, yeah, they're real monsters. Hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you guys get a chance to be honest, I, uh-huh. I would recommend, you know, watching Inspector Gadget just to see if you guys think it's as good as the original. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, definitely. I should have to go take a look at that. Um, because right. I'm kind of on the fence about remakes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I get really, really, and people, I think I had a friend once who's like, who cares, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, no, they ruined my childhood. You know, I'm one of those people. Oh, believe me. Um, my, uh, my boss, Jim, who, uh-huh. who runs sunsetflipshow.com, yeah. he does not like one bit. The fact that Disney is doing the live-action movie of these animated movies. Oh, see, I'm okay with those. <laughs> I mean, he's so yeah. upset. I mean, that's like a whole other yeah discussion. Personally, I'm fine with those. Personally, I don't really care. Like the only one I wanted to see was Maleficent, and I, I have yet to see it. See, that's the funny thing. I wanted to go. I didn't care about that one, but when they announced Cinderella, I saw the commercials. Like, oh my god! And my one friend refused to see it because she's like, "They screwed up Maleficent, and I don't want to screw up Cinderella too." Can Can I be honest, real quick? Yeah. I don't think that Cinderella. I mean, I don't think she's that attractive to be Cinderella. Yeah, I've heard there are some comments online about I'm that. Not, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not saying yeah. she's ugly, but when I, you... I, yeah. You know, I... Yeah. I don't know. I, have, I still have yet to see it. Because, again, it's like I have friends who want to go see certain movies, and they're movies I don't want to see. And then when it comes up something I want to see, they're like, oh, I don't want to see that. Like I said to Jim. Yeah. When they do live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp, and they do the spaghetti scene, then I'll go see it. Oh, my God. I want to see how that goes. Yeah, that that would be... See, nowadays you couldn't do that because then you got all these issues with um, activists and the whole, you know... All that crap. Yeah, it's... I'm not going to get into that too much, though, because they're going to fall under that category. But yeah, you you couldn't. Um, I I heard they're working on Beauty and the Beast, and I actually want to see that just for the mere fact that they got Josh Gad to play LeFou, which I thought was just brilliant. I, yeah, I have heard of that. And I was like, yeah, you nailed it. Oh, who's playing Belle? Somebody. Was it Emma Watson? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's Emma who Watson. it is. Uh, you know, I, I'd go see those because I grew up on the princess movies. I like the princess movies. Yes, I'm... I know, oh my god. And I hate it when people are like, oh my god, it is such an unfair portrayal, and people and kids are going to grow up thinking that this is unrealistic. Oh my god. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Because nowadays, and Disney's been pushing this. Yes. A lot. Yeah. The whole Disney princess line. 
What, well, how, how do you feel about that? Do you think they're pushing it the right way? Should it be a little bit different? I don't. You see, seem like the wrong person to ask this to because because I'm I'm sort of like a girly girl. Like I never had issues with oh my god, it's so feminine and this and that and the other. But one thing that does irk the crap out of me is um, I um, well I guess I tell everybody out here I work for the library. So I get a lot of books in. I get, you know, current trends, books and DVDs of things. And um, we get a lot of their, there's a new line now where it's like Disney princesses and their pets. Mm-hmm. And they have like, I think, so they make the pets look exactly like the princess. So they have like the same sort of kind of, it's really creepy. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that's a bit much. I do think that, see, when we were kids, it was just, oh, it's a Disney princess. Here's, um, you know, they're in this movie. Here's a folder with their face on it. Here's a doll of them. Fine. End of story. Not, oh, my God, here's several straight-to-DVD movies of them. And, uh, you know. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think that's a bit much, you know. (laughs) I mean, but... You know, just let them see the movie. Plus, and, and I'll finish this, and then you can have, or you have the next yeah, topic. Sure. Because you know, like like I mentioned, my nephews and Disney Junior's there. I don't watch a lot of Sophia the First, hardly ever. Oh yeah. But every once in a while, they will have a princess on. Uh huh. It's like one, I, I think like the first episode was Cinderella. Right. And then like you'll have another episode where it's, oh, it's Snow White. And you have another episode, oh, it's Belle. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and it, they're incorporating that in the right way, I think, because they're not pushing, you know, all of them in every episode. Yeah, that I'm cool with. I've heard about it. I have a, um, Actually, I have a few co-workers who watch that show mainly because Tim Gunn does a voice on there, and they love Tim Gunn. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I don't mind that. I also heard they might be doing a spinoff or some sort of thing with the princess's kids or what. That I'm okay with. Hmm. I don't have an issue with that. All right. Well, but, yeah. you have the next. You have oh. the floor. Okay. Wow. So I can just talk about anything right now? What Whatever's on your mind. All right. Um, hmm. <laughs> Good. Well, um, I one of my things that I love right now, and a lot of people, as I love the show Girl Meets World, mm-hmm. and mainly, I'm a huge like. In fact, it's the only show I watch on Disney Channel right now. Um, because I, the rest of the Disney Channel. Oh my God. Um, I have a friend whose daughter, he's a, I think she's like eight or nine, and her, his daughter loves the show Jesse. And it's Jesse. I like, um, I, I love Girl Meets World, but there all the other shows on the Disney Channel. I sit through for like a few minutes because sometimes I'll turn right before Girl Meets World starts, and I'll catch like the tail end of it, and I'm just like, oh my god, how is you know. Uh, it's just so, like, ridiculous. Like, 
And um, but I love Girl Meets World, and a lot of people on the fan page get kind of testy about it because they grew up with Boy Meets World, and they're like, "Well, Girl Meets World is so cheesy because it's on the Disney Channel and not on ABC, and they should have put it on ABC because it's where it originally was, and this and that." But I think it's a great show, mm-hmm. and. You know, watch Dog with a Blog, then watch Girl Meets World, and you come and tell me whether or not it's a cheesy show. But, um... All right, now, would you say, at times... Yeah, that times show, No, I mean, like, at times, is Girl Meets World as good or better than Boy Meets World? It is, yeah, at times. To be fair, though, I stopped watching Boy Meets World when they went to college, so... <laughs> it can't really... Oh, you missed the wedding. Well, I came back for that, but good. I, I didn't like that, but I didn't care for most of the other stuff that happened after high school. <laughs> and I just want to say, for the yeah. record, for all of those who are bashing Topanga, shut up. She still looks amazing. God bless her. They they both look amazing. They both look as though they did almost when the show ended, the original show. They look the same. It's so frightening. They all look the same. It's really creepy because um, they had Sean on. Sean's now a reoccurring character. Sean's on there. Mm-hmm. The only difference is he has a beard, but he still looks the same. Yeah. And, you know, so their dad has white hair, but, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> oh, okay. So they are, like, using yes, his that's family. why I like it because, yes, it follows Riley. That's Corian Topanga's mm-hmm. daughter. Riley... And then her best friend, Maya, mm. and then they're, you know, they go to, um, they're in junior high and Corey's their teacher and it follows them, but they do guest spots with all the former characters. They have, um, Sean came back a few times. In fact, they're trying to fix Sean up with her, with, uh, their daughter's, be- the mother of their daughter's best friend. Oh, Mia? Yeah. Maya. Yeah. They're Maya. trying to fix him up with Maya's mom. It's so cute. And then they had the parents, his parents came back for the Christmas episode. And then his brother, which a lot of people forget existed, because mm-hmm. most people stopped watching when his parents had another baby. Yeah. yeah, and the baby almost died in that one. Yeah, people forget, but he's on there now, he's a recurring character. And there's, because he's, um, he's just about to start college now. And a lot of people are like, when did he get another brother? I just remember him having a sister. Now, has the sister come on? No, Morgan hasn't gotten there yet because there are two actresses that played her and both expressed interest in returning, so they're trying to figure out a way. Oh, okay. Now, so, now the big question. Yes. Has Mr. Feeney come on yet? He will be on in season two, which Good. starts next month. Good. That will be the episode. That will be my first episode I watch. But he does make a cameo in the pilot. Nah. Nah, I, I want to see a whole yeah, episode. Yeah, but they're actually, there's an episode where they go to Philadelphia to visit his parents, and they go to see Mr. Feeney. There's an episode, because they live in New York. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then Eric and Sean will be recurring characters next season, so you'll see them. And then Angela's coming back. See, they, they at least, you know, with most sequel shows, they make, like, one or two passing references, but this one legitimately is like, yeah, this is a spinoff big mm-hmm. time, and yeah. this is picking up where you left off, and, oh, it, 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 yeah, there's a few cheesy moments here and there, but, you know, because it's on the Disney Channel, but they're, 
every episode is one of those moments that'll make you go, oh. <laughs> but, and I, I still watch it. I race home every Friday <laughs> to try and catch it. And it's so weird because, like, I'm still in my parents' house. And this is the same house I watched Boy Meets World in. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> to be honest, folks, I still live in my parents' house. But, I mean, I, I've always said, because everything is too damn expensive. It is. You know, so fix that government. Fix that. Seriously. We get such a bad rep. We really do. I mean, a lot of my, I mean, honestly, a lot of my friends still live yeah. with their parents' house. And it's not like. Oh, it's humiliating. It's the it's the truth. Society just makes it humiliating. Society is like, oh my god, you live with your parents, so therefore you're a lazy bum who does nothing. Right. No. And besides, I pay rent every month. So. Oh, oh, well, okay. Well, yeah. I can't all say that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I pay for some things, though. I uh, no, okay. Yeah, I'm not. You know, <clears throat> but I, I I wish there was like a support group for people. <laughs> Because <laughs> I saw this thing on the news, it really freaked me out. They were like, um, boomerang generation, that's what we are. The boomerang uh, generation? We're the boomerang generation. Mm. And it's like, how to get your boomerang child out of your house. <laughs> and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> hmm. There was a question on Family Feud. I, I, I love Family Feud, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, I'm a game show fanatic. We'll probably get into that at some point. but Oh, yeah, probably in future we'll, episodes. We'll get into that. But I was watching Family Feed the other night, and the question was, how much would you charge an adult child still living with you? And the mother said 600 bucks. And I'm like, what the Did that make the board? No, um, it was like they were playing Fast Money, and the, um, they got like, I think it got like three points or something. And then her daughter came and answered and said 500 I was like, if I could afford to pay that much a month, you think I would be living with my Exactly. <laughs> you know? Uh, really. All right. Now, okay, this, okay, I'm when I saw this in TV uh-huh. Guide, and yes, yeah. folks, TV Guide still exists. I it get, does? Yeah, I know. I'm, the channel doesn't. No, not the channel. The, the magazine. The magazine itself. The magazine good. itself. Okay. Um, their, their issue where the Game of Thrones is on the cover. Right. There is actually a very good article. And unfortunately, I don't think this issue is going to be up any in the newsstands anymore because the next one has Jesus on the cover. And we'll oh, get in, goodness gracious. And, and, and we'll get into why I brought that magazine down in a moment. But <laughs> one of the things that, um, you know, I talked about earlier was Netflix. Uh-huh. And TV Guide does a terrific job of creating, like, a little bar graph of... You know, are you a fan of TV? Are you a fan of movies? Do you watch both? This is what channel you should, you know, streaming service you should get. Right. So, I went through this. Some of these I do have. And I'll tell you the ones that I like in a moment. Mm -hmm. But, 
I'm going to go through all of them, and I'll tell you guys how much each, each one costs. Okay. So I'm going to go left to right. Okay. So the first one is Warner Archive, and that's basically any classic movie. That's a channel? It's a it's a streaming, like Netflix. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You could subscribe to that for nine ninety nine a month. And it's classic movies. Cause I know with Warner Brothers, they have like movies from other studios that they own. So uh-huh. maybe you'll see that. Yeah. Okay. Hulu Plus, they do have TV and movies. Some I don't think a lot of people know about the movies, but they yeah. do have them. That's a very good one. I recommend that to everybody. That's seven ninety nine a month. Uh-huh. Netflix. I think everybody knows Netflix. I don't have to go too much into that. Right. Eight ninety nine a month. Okay. The next one, and I'm sure. This is going to raise eyebrows, but I will explain it in a minute. Right. Amazon Prime is $99 a year. The reason is because not only, you know, do you get that, but, you know, you get your orders in a lot quicker via Amazon Prime. So, like, if you order something, it'll be in in, like, two days. So, hey. there's that. And they just opened it here in Baltimore. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> we don't qualify. Our zip code isn't one of the ones listed. Boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, HBO Now. That's starting to come up. Uh-huh. $14.99 a month. Oh. Yeah. CBS All Access. $5.99 a month. Wow. And the last one, Acorn TV, which has British programming, four ninety nine a month. Oh, I love Britcoms. <laughs> so, okay, I can tell you right now, Netflix, I will watch if yeah. it's either like a documentary I'm interested in or if it's a movie I, you know, I never seen or some of their original programming uh-huh. hulu is really good right. for, because not only do you get the shows that come up the next day but they also have original programs yeah that they do the only frustrating thing is that if you're watching a show that's currently on the air they can only put up the last five episodes unless you pay for it the last five episodes oh, right i there. hate that yeah i hate that yeah. And so. with Amazon Prime, they do have some of their own original series, which I have yet to watch, although I do want to. Uh-huh. Um, but you can also watch movies on there. You can either rent them or you can own them. Right. So the, I think the problem is with, um, with HBO Now is the price. Oh. I... I can tell you right now, uh-huh. $15 a month is not going to cut it. If, if you, I mean, if you're an HBO yes, and you really want to grab 
you know, the consumer, the customers, uh-huh. make it $5 cheaper. Or maybe yeah. even 6 or 7 Make yeah. it to where, you know, you're like, oh, we're cheaper than Netflix and we're cheaper than Hulu. And we'll give you <laughs> all this great material. Right. So, I don't know if that's going to work or not. I'm hoping they change it, but right now I think I'll avoid it. Yeah. And see, I'm a person who watches my old shows that I grew up with on YouTube and just wait till like, the copyright thing comes after them and takes them down, which has happened with all the good ones. I'm mm-hmm. really pissed. Um, <laughs> um, like, and... They're so slick because there's a lot of them that aren't being released on DVD. Right. Because, and I, I, I was really frustrated, and then I read about why. It's because a lot of them were shows that really started peaking in their, like, third or fourth season because they might have changed the cast around or changed the plot. And so, naturally, when you put, they go by the sales of the first or second season. So, if you put it out there, nobody's going to buy it because that's not when it got good. <clears throat> like um, one really good example I come off the top of my head is Night Court I love Night Court but Night Court didn't start getting really good till like the third I can't remember if it was the third season but um, they changed public defenders um, they had they had about two or three two public defenders they went through before Marky Post joined the cast and then it became a funny show mm-hmm and so naturally, when they try to sell Night Court, you're not going to... And Perfect Strangers. I love Perfect Strangers. Uh, I liked Perfect Strangers when it was Balky, Larry, Marianne, and Jennifer. But you don't... Marianne and Jennifer weren't on there at the beginning, so I'm going to wait till later when they come on to buy the DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, so I just watch them on YouTube, and or at least I used to till I took it down, and it's really annoying. Like now I know that they air Night Court on one of the Encore channels. Yeah, which we don't get because our cable company's shitty. But anyways, <laughs> is it Comcast? Yes, it is. Ooh, Comcast! But because we live in the city and we can't get Verizon. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> it does. Well, we can, but we'd have to get a dish, which, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I loved um, Night Court. And, but I watch Netflix, too, um, while I'm at work, mainly. Like, I'll have it on to listen to episodes while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Basically, also to keep time because I'm like, okay, I have like three Frasier episodes till my next break. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. So, um, and what I learned was, and I was really excited this year because Friends was on Netflix. I was like, yeah, I can watch all the Friends episodes because I have, I have Friends on DVD. But I was like, well, I can take it with me to work. Oh, this is so great. Then I learned that the ones I had on DVD were the extended versions with the bonus stuff in them, and Netflix had, like, the syndicated versions. Mm. So a lot of jokes I had on the DVDs aren't on the Netflix version of it, which, so. Hmm. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, because I had been watching them on the DVDs for so long, and I went on to Netflix, and I was like, wait a sec, they skipped a part, a line, where did that, you know, and then I was like, so that's the downside to that, and also the downside to, um, I love the Golden Girls, and I had to buy them all on DVD, because Hallmark Channel and wherever else it airs cuts them, because Back in the 80s, commercial breaks were much shorter. Yeah. So they have to cut stuff. And um, (laughs) so there's this one episode where Rose, she's a ditz, says, can I ask a dumb question? And Dorothy says, better than anyone I know. And then it cuts to the doorbell ringing. And I was like, well, what was that? That wasn't that funny. And then I I got the DVD. (laughs) Where she actually asked, this is going to piss off a lot of people, but uh, hmm. the question was, it was, a, first of all, I'll just set the episode. The episode's about Dorothy's son, he's white, marries a black, is marrying a black woman. Okay. So, Rose's question is, what color is black people's dandruff? And, what? which, like she said, it's a dumb question. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I was like, oh, that's why they laugh, because they, um, they miss the, but then there's another weird example with syndication, um, Problem Child, one of my favorite movies growing up, uh, the Problem Child movies, mm-hmm. um, USA, I grew up watching them on USA, so they were edited for TV, so I didn't realize how raunchy they were till I bought them on DVD, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I, and USA also put in the deleted scenes to fill up time, which aren't on the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so, syndication's weird. I just wish they would just air stuff as it originally was sometimes. Yeah. You know, just make my life easier. <laughs> All right. Now... In the upcoming issue of TV Guide, uh-huh. the new one, right. with, with Jesus on it, yes. uh, the, the actor playing Jesus, uh-huh. um, there's an article mm-hmm. uh, about some of the shows that are coming back on. Um, yeah. They mentioned Coach, they mentioned Heroes, even though it really wouldn't fit into our criteria. But, no, it wouldn't. But wouldn't. I will mention it anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah. The Muppet Show, The X-Files, Twin really? Peaks. Twin Peaks? Mr. Show with Bob and David, and Full House. Yes, yes. Now, I like the 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 idea of Full House when mm-hmm. it comes on Netflix. Yes. It'll be called Fuller House. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be about DJ and Kimmy. Right. Um... And every once in a while, we'll see, you know, Danny and Joey and Uncle Jesse make an appearance. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be a straight-to-Netflix show. Yeah. I'm so thrilled that it's actually a real thing and not a rumor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think of the ones that are coming back, Yeah. the one I'm most looking forward to is The Muppet Show. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, and I love the premise of the pilot episode. And the pilot is, is they're going to try and get Miss Piggy 
to come back and join the group. That that's Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. That's I've always because there's a lot of stuff that um you know when the person passes away or the creator of something passes away I'm always like well they just should have just left it as it was and not tried to revive it you know but the Muppets is a good example of one of those situations where they did it just as well. And because it was the Henson kids and they were raised, uh, you know, grew up with it, grew up in the same house mm-hmm. underneath it, did voiceovers on Sesame street when they were kids, which I didn't realize that was them. Like if you watch a really old clip on Sesame street and there's a kid counting, that's Jim Henson's son. Hmm. <laughs> um, they grew up, they had to work at, some of them worked at Sesame Place as teens, like, so they they knew, okay, this is what dad did, this is what dad would have wanted, and they went and did it, and they, I mean, yeah, they had a few misses, <laughs> but shoot, look at Treasure Island. <laughs> I, I think when they did the movie back in 2011, yeah, that's what put them back on the map. Yeah. They were great with Muppet Treasure Island, but then there was this period where I was like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> like, um, did you ever see the version of The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> um, I will be one of the few that probably says no, I have not. Good, you're fine then. <laughs> you're better off not having seen it. Oh, uh, now I'm trying to remember who was in that. Like, actors and actresses. Ashanti, this R&B singer Ashanti played Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and Queen Latifah was Auntie M. Right. So, yeah, it was weird. Then they did a Christmas movie called Letters to Santa, which was also kind of weird. I think we still have that on our DVR. I didn't care for Muppets in Space all that much either, but maybe that's just me personally. <laughs> but, um... Muppet Treasure Island is one of my favorite Muppet movies ever. I, <laughs> that still cracks me up to this day. This um, so, and I watched the show Muppets Tonight because a lot of people forget about that, that they actually, in the 90s, on TGIF, they had a weekly show called Muppets Tonight, mm-hmm. which... It was a good what, attempt. Yeah, it was. See, a lot of everybody remembers the Muppet Show, but I remember Muppets Tonight because I used to watch it every Friday night. I and, and they had you know good guests. They did. They had Prince once. Yeah, Prince. <laughs> they, yeah. Whoopi was on. I think they had Julia Roberts once too. Oh God, who else was on there? It was yeah. I think Michelle Pfeiffer was on. Oh, one. Yes, she was. Yeah. She would, and then they were in a Weezer video, which a lot of people probably don't remember. I, I, but I actually I do remember that. Yes, I was a senior in high school when they did that, and I thought that was cool. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm very excited because I feel like the Henson kids know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the newer Muppet movies, though. I. The, when the Muppets were in theaters, nobody wanted to go with me, so I couldn't see that one. And then I didn't, and because I hadn't seen the first one, I didn't see Muppets Most Wanted. Oh, you have to see the first one. Okay, I, Muppets Most Wanted kind of. It's not that I didn't, you know, want to see it. It's just that Tina Fey's attempted a Russian accent kind of <laughs> made me cringe a bit. Well, I mean, with the first one, because I, mean, I haven't seen the second one. 
Yeah. And after the first one, I was like, oh, I want to see the second one, but, you know, never got the chance. With the first one, it's done so well. Yeah. And I think the song Man or Muppet definitely deserved to win the Oscar for Best Original Song that year. Yeah. But at the same time, I also think it's a makeup from the Academy Award because the year that Rainbow Connection got nominated, it didn't win. See, they have such emotional music because... And I don't know if it's emotional because it's tied to my childhood or if it's just... Well, Rainbow Connection is also emotional because they sang at Jim Henson's funeral. So yeah, they did. So you hear it without thinking that. But, um, hey, a movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Every, you know what? I, I sort of look at it differently because yeah. there was one episode of The Daily Show, and this was a long time ago. This was probably yeah. when Jon Stewart had just started. Uh-huh. And they were playing the German version <laughs> of okay. Rainbow Connection. And oh, no. they put a Hitler like mustache on Kermit and their oh, their helmets. It was so offensive, but it was funny. They used to cover do cover songs in the nineties and make music videos and air them on Nickelodeon too. And oh, Kokomo, yeah. Kokomo. When I was a kid, I thought Kokomo was the Muppet song in the Beach Boys cover. Because <laughs> I had seen that. Because I had seen that first. So I thought, oh, it's... And then I saw a rerun of an episode of Full House where they're singing Kokomo. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, they covered it. <laughs> I didn't understand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because I was so used to it. But, um, yeah, it's... um. I'm actually looking forward to when they come back, though. And then, um, then they did it well. And then the chipmunks, the guy who, well, right now, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But um, <laughs> but the 80s TV show that I grew up with, mm-hmm. Alvin and Chipmunks, that was done by the son of the guy who originally created them. He died like 10 years before the show came on. Right. So he knew what he was doing. At first, <laughs> with these movies they got now, I don't know what the heck he's doing, but you know, <laughs> 21st century, we're gonna get those kids. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I, I, I still refuse to see them. Most people are, oh, they're funny. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was really angry when I saw the clip too because. The chipmunks I grew up with were the same size or treated like human beings. Yeah. It, the fact that they were chipmunks wasn't a plot point. They were just, you know, regular kids. And it just happened to be, well, depending on the episode, that they were a pop group. And that was the only, depending on the episode, because there's some where they, you know, were trying to be famous. There's some where they are famous. Mm-hmm. But that was never an issue that they were these little things that were small enough to be in a dishwasher or and that just broke the crap out of me and so I wish they had done a CGI film all CGI and just did it that way because that was much so also hearing that Jason Lee only did it for money 
and um, I think the guy who starred in one of them, he played the bad guy. He starred in Arrested Development too, and he said that was one of the worst experiences he's ever had in a film in his entire life. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of hard to watch it now. Yeah, hearing all these people hated making it. <laughs> it. It's sort of like with Sean Hayes when he went on Conan O'Brien and he hated doing the Three Stooges movie. Well, yeah, I can't blame him for that. I, I, that did not need to be made. I don't even know why they even bothered with that. That, that yeah. When I heard that, I was like, when was the last time? Yeah. All right. Um, do you have another topic? Okay. Well, hmm. let's see. Um. So are we just going to limit this nostalgic discussion to TV and movies, or is it just anything? Anything. Anything. All right. Um, well, this will probably be a recurring theme, but um, I'm turning 30 this year. God help me. Huh. Um, <laughs> and a lot of times I come across things, like um, things that I saw as a kid or things and I realized the amount of time that it's passed there'll be like anniversary editions of mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. and I feel so old like um we were at work at my job and I got like the 25th anniversary edition of Barney and Friends oh my god <laughs> and I've been doing the math in my head like is that correct <laughs> wait a sec uh, and then I realized oh yeah it's been that long. Um, but it made me feel old because I remember when I was in elementary school and it was the cool thing to hate that show. Yeah. It was, um, it, uh, you would, well, even if you liked it, you had to hide the fact that you liked it. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I will admit I did watch it at one point. But it was cool to hate it. Like, <laughs> um, they, they used to sing this thing at my school where it'd be like, um, to the tune of Woo, there it is. Mm -hmm. um, Tic-tac-toe, three in a row. Barney got shot by a G.I. Joe. I went to the doctor and doctor said, Woo, Barney's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never heard that. that that's, I went to a Lutheran school. We had to entertain ourselves somehow. That's weird. <laughs> Wow. That's what we did. Whoop, Barney's dead. Whoop, Barney's dead. Yeah, it was. Um, I also remember watching it uh, when I was little. Um, my grandma, my grandmother, was not really good at understanding that kids need to have an imagination. Mm. <laughs> so my cousin and I were watching Barney, and my was my grandmother's house, and my grandmother was so concerned about how Barney put on the costume, was just so fixated on this, and would look around to see where the zipper was. <laughs> and, like, so she's like, wonder where that zipper, is it in the back? Oh, is it? And then one day she's like, wait a sec, I know his head must come off. And then, and so, you know, you say Barney's head's going to come off to a six-year-old. It's, it's really traumatizing. Wow. No! It's not. Uh, but um, that's one of those shows, though. It's still on now, I think, isn't it? I, 
because you're, well, your nephews are probably too cool to watch Barney. <laughs> hey, they got Mickey Mouse and Jake and the Neverland Pirates. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm sort of happy that they don't know about Barney. <laughs> my, my, I have a three and a half year old cousin and his big thing is Elmo. <laughs> and I'm just like, no. <laughs> Yeah, wait till he gets to five and he finds out what happened to the handler of Elmo. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we, I'm not having that conversation. <laughs> I am not Trouble. having that conversation with him. His, par- his parents would never let me see him again. <laughs> I would go when he told him. But no, um, he, and that's another thing. He has the 30th, I think it's the, it's either the 25th anniversary or 30th anniversary edition of Follow That Bird on DVD. Oh, wow. Well, and I think it would be 30 this year. It's 30 this year, which just blows my mind. Um, he, he, um, and I've never seen that movie in its entire, I think I saw that movie once in its entirety growing up. Mm. Because my father, uh, my father was big as most um, people of the 80s were taped stuff off the of TV so he was always taping stuff for me and my sister taping things just to fill up videotapes Yeah. and so my dad taped follow that bird off the of TV but he didn't hit, but he caught, missed the first part of the movie so we always got it from the part where Big Bird's in the turkey truck with Waylon Jennings and that's how growing up we thought that was the beginning of the movie Huh. So we never knew why Big Bird was running away. <laughs> so we kind of didn't understand. We thought that's where the movie started. See? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's kind of... And you know, and you actually bring up a good thing about the, you know, anniversaries. Cause, yes. Because I think music, they do that so much. Mm-hmm. with music um like i know recently i was watching that metal show in vh1 classic and uh somebody's like pick of the week was the 30th anniversary of judas priest defenders of the faith and it's like okay so that's been 30 years and then you and then you have like other things but movies i think get it a little bit more than music because it is yeah. the movies Movies are worse. Um, I posted somewhere that Lion King came out. Well, was last year came out twenty years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's been that long. Do you remember? And I think it was you. I told. Uh huh. We played it at school one day. Right. Um, it was for specials, and one of the kids said that the movie was boring. What? The Lion. The Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And I was like, wait a minute. No, no way that's boring. The best one, well, I have two. Um, I was in, I was at Towson um, in Shakespeare class. We were studying Hamlet, and so we were having classroom discussion. And my um, somebody raises their hand and says, well, um, do you see the parallels between Hamlet and the Lion King. And my professor's like, I've never seen the Lion King. And the whole class just goes into shock. Like what? 
And he's like, I don't get out much. I'm like, I guess not. Yeah, especially when you're teaching Shakespeare. I'm like, how did you not even, like, unless you have a, um, a kid? Well, I guess he doesn't have any kids. But we grew up with The Lion King. Like, that was, we saw it in theaters. We mm -hmm. saw, um, my little sister. Oh, my God. She's actually listening. Hi, Vicky. Uh, um, she... We had the soundtrack. We got the soundtrack for Christmas the year it came out. Mm -hmm. And I think my parents regretted this decision very much. <laughs> um, my sister had to listen to the soundtrack every night before she went to bed and had to sing all the songs. <laughs> so um, my grandmother passed about a few months, about a, no, a month later. Mm -hmm. So we're in the limo going to the cemetery. My five-year-old sisters at the top of the list. I just can't wait to be home. <laughs> and like, it, it not only singing the song, but doing the voices, like, uh, doing like Zazu's voice. And, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> it's just like, and I mean, you can't really do anything about it because it's just a kid. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask just to be offensive. Did that album kill your grandmother? No, <laughs> no, no. Okay, just just I just no. have to ask. She did come over for Christmas that year to. to we also got a karaoke machine too that year. Oh boy! It wound up breaking about a week later, and my parents were just like, "Oh well." <laughs> because I think they realized they're like, yeah, no, we're we're not buying another one. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we don't need that too. Um, yeah, there's the Lion King's anniversary. There was um, there's a ton of um, Nick tunes. Um, I think they said Rugrats. It's 25 years hmm. or something like that. And I just thought, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I love the Rugrats. I can't watch it now, though, because right. it's hard not to watch that show without wanting to call CPS on the parents. It's really difficult hey, to watch we, it now. Hey, we got away with a lot of stuff back in the 90s, kids. I know, but you can't. It, it's hard to watch that. Like, there's a few of them where they, the, the stuff that happens in the house, okay, fine, you know, but there's a few of them where they just let them loose in a public place or they leave them at public places that ordinarily wouldn't have a daycare center. Yep. Like I've never seen a daycare center at a bowling alley. Maybe there are some that have them, but I've never. <laughs> I think there are. Uh, but There are. Okay. They're called the arcade, but yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they wouldn't have the baby gate there. No, they weren't. And yeah. So, um, there's a lot of things I was talking to somebody at work yesterday that from when I was a kid, that if you really truly want to enjoy it, you have to look at it from the perspective that you looked at it as a kid. Because if you look at it as an adult, you're going to get all these questions and it's going to be really frustrating to watch. Mm -hmm. Like the parent trap. Which because which one? Both of them. Okay. Because you have, I, I'm probably going to ruin this movie for so many people now. Um, okay. Because you have to think about the fact that 
oh, we're getting divorced. We never want to see each other again. So you take one kid, I take another kid. We never tell them about the existence of the other one. (laughs) Nor will our family and friends ever tell them. (laughs) Yeah, and you gotta be sworn to secrecy for life. Yeah. But you can't... But you can't watch it that way because then you'll wind up hating the parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you kind of have to watch it from the perspective that you watched it as a kid. Right. Otherwise, you will wind up hating yourself. That's very true. Yeah. Um, it, I'll go ahead. Oh, go on. No, you can't. <laughs> no, I was, I was, no, I thought you had one more thing. And then I, uh, no, no, no. Um, okay. I was just saying, you know. Right. I'm sort of winging it right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I had like one more. And then then we'll get into our picks at the end. Um, Now, today, or, well, when this is being recorded, it is April 18th. Uh Today, for those that don't know or did not know, is National Record Day. And for those that don't know, basically it's a day where you go and you buy records, final albums. So, I my question is, number one, do you remember your parents ever, or anybody in your family or friends playing vinyl records? Mm-hmm. And number two, do you own any vinyl records? And if so, which ones do you own? Okay. So, are you going to answer this or should I answer it? I'll, I'll answer it first. Okay. To give you, you know, to let you think. Um, I, my parents did play a lot of vinyl records, um, mostly, you know, country and Western music, because they like the country music, um, and then there were some, like, kids albums that we did play, mostly Disney, and now with the nephews, because believe it or not, folks, my nephews, who are, I got two five-year-olds and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and the fourth one doesn't even know what's going on yet. Um, they're interested in those records, too. So we'll play country, we'll play Motown, um, and sometimes we'll play, you know, like rock, hard rock, because uh-huh. I'm selling those for my sister-in-law. So, yeah, I mean... I. You know, we do, we still played them. And I think the fact that they're making a comeback is actually pretty neat. Yeah. And I, I, I do own, actually, two albums. Um, one I had always wanted to have because it never came out on CD. And the other one, and, and I'll explain the second one in a minute. It was because I wanted the song. So the albums that I have, vinyl albums, are Pile Driver, the Wrestling Album 2, which I did a review with Jim about a year and a half ago. And that's, like, one of my favorite wrestling-related albums ever. It's just a lot of fun. It's 80s stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. The other one is... An album called Stars, and it's done by Hearing Aid. 
And for those that don't know what that is, mm -hmm. back in the 80s, so you younger kids get ready for your education here. <laughs> we had all these songs done together by the big artists back in the day. We had, you know, We Are the World. We had Do They Know It's Christmas Time. Well, the heavy metal community got left out on both of them. So they decided, okay, we're going to do one of our own. Uh -huh. And the song is called Stars. Great. And the late, great Ronnie James Dio came up, got all, you know, these different singers, guitarists, drummers um, to join in. And this yeah. was to help raise awareness, you know, to, uh -huh. help, to help the poor. And the, the song has actually to this day raised over $2 million, which is an incredible feat. And I, I've, I'll be honest, I've never played the album before. I don't know why, but it is so amazing. And I recommend, if you've never heard the song, go to YouTube, watch the music video. It's not, it's basically... The same concept for the music video is We Are the World and Do They Know It's Christmas Time. It's in the studio. The difference is there's like a three or four minute guitar solo done by like six or seven different people. You know. <laughs> but those are those are the albums that I own. Uh-huh. Or records. Yeah. We So you still have a record player? Yeah, we do. Okay. All right. Well, this is a bit of kind of like a two-part answer. Uh, I remember as a child, my parents had records, still have records, um, from when they're like 30, 40 years old. Um but we had a stereo record player when I was a kid. Our cat chewed the wires, so it broke. Oh, no. It's amazing. Our cat did not... The cat was fine, surprisingly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I do remember as a child going to being in kindergarten and first grade, and we have circle time, and we played the records, and the, like, you know, the kids' records and whatnot. And I remember doing that. But also, um, so then some time passed. And then uh, my dad had old records. And when he would go, uh, my dad's college roommate lives in Virginia. And sometimes we'd get him to go visit him. My dad would play old records. And he got together with some of his friends from college and brought back his old records and played them. So I was familiar with records. Mm -hmm. You know, but not very, but I grew up listening to CDs right. and cassettes. Uh, now, okay, it's part two. A few years ago, um, they came out with this thing. It looks like an old record player, but it also plays CDs. It plays vinyl, plays CDs, and you can also hook up your iPod to it and mm. play from there. It's really, it's a really nice thing. It's designed, it's like this wooden thing. It's designed to look like an old piece of furniture. It's very lovely. Yeah. So my sister and I decided, well, mom and dad 
have all these records in the attic. So we're going to buy them this for Christmas so that they can play all their old records on it. Mm -hmm. So we bought it for them. They loved it. They played the records all day. And then for like a couple more days after that, and then they kind of stopped playing it. So then it became something that our cat sat on. Not the same cat that chewed the wire. Right, a different one. cat, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So um, the Christmas before last, my sister says, well, you know what? Um, I'm coming over Christmas morning and I'm going to go to the old vinyl store and buy some old Christmas albums so that they can play it on this record player. And of course, like they didn't have like, they had like Johnny Mathis or, <laughs> or some like, or Bing Crosby or some weird random stuff that my parents don't listen to. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so my sister, my, my father's a huge James Brown fan, huge James Brown fan. And my sister's trying to find like a James Brown Christmas album or something. So, but she couldn't find it. So she bought these things over. And, um, and so they play, she plays it, puts it on the thing for my parents and plays it. So the thing runs out really fast. And my sister's like, oh Yeah. It because she's used to a CD where you can, you know, mm-hmm. you, you could just like switch it all back or whatever. And she's like, "Oh, so it's over now." Um, and my mom's like, "Well, if you bought us a James Brown record, it would have lasted longer." But ah. uh, so, um, so she's trying to figure out. Okay, so what do I do? And my mom's like, "Well, you turn it over," and she's like, "Okay." So she turns it over and she's like, no, see the grooves. And they're like trying to show her how to move the needle and put it onto this. So that's how you know it's on this song. And we're the... and she was just so confused by mm-hmm. it, the whole thing. And um, so I, I really, I'm a nostalgia fanatic, but there are certain a- aspects of technology that I couldn't have lived with. <laughs> that I, I remember getting frustrated with cassette tapes, so... I can't even imagine having to deal with a record or a transistor radio for that matter. Because yeah. <laughs> it only has one earbud. I don't know why they. <laughs> all right. So. Um, all right. So um, we've gone into all of our topics. Yep. And I think we, well, I'll let you pick. Okay. Do you want to do first? The movie or the album that we recommend? Oh, I think I will do the movie because because the album is really tricky. Because mm-hmm. I know you're going to say some like really super cool rock band or something in them. Well, you'll see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, the movie one is really tough because I have two movies that I really, really like. So I had to kind of like flip coin. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So I'm just going to say, all right. Everybody needs to watch Spaceballs. Yes. Everybody, you know, okay. I, I, I never thought I would like this movie. I really did. Because I'm, I'm a chick flick person. Mm-hmm. I love chick flick. Yeah, you are. I, 
I, yes, I am. Good God. <laughs> I think Bill once said, he's like, if you ever put one of those on during one of our parties, I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> I might have. I don't remember this point. You did. Okay. To be fair, it was one of the High School Musical movies, so that's a whole movie. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, 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 um, I love comedies, too, though. I do love comedies. But I'm not a science fiction fan at all, I, unless you count the Jetsons, which, you know. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, um, I was staying with my cousin in Massachusetts. I was visiting my cousin. I was 12 years old. And um, her dad had a friend that owned a video store. Probably not there now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, he used to, every time we go to visit him, we go to visit my uncle. He would take us to the video store, and we get to pick out whatever we wanted. I think we got it for free too, because it was his friend. And so they were like, "Oh, we're going to get space balls." I was like, "What in the world is space balls?" I was like, I don't want to watch it. You know, um, I wanted to watch. Oh, I don't know, Clueless or something. <laughs> and um, so we go and get. Baseballs, and we all sit down, my uncle, my aunt, my cousin, and me after dinner and watch this movie. And um, I remember the words on the screen, and my cousin's just reading the words on the screen, and they're like, If you, you can still read this, yep, you don't need glasses, <laughs> you don't need glasses. And I laughed at that, and I was like, Well, that's kind of funny. And then um, we we just watched it, and I was cracking up. I did not think it was funny. It was going to be funny because I was like, oh, it's a movie about outer space. What does this have Mm -hmm. to do? And and then as soon as he, like, with the helmet, it's Rick Moranis. I was like, oh, my God. And um, there's just so many favorite parts. I can't even go into, like. Yeah just how funny this movie is but um i have it on dvd and when you put it in it says spaceballs the dvd and that just cracks me up and um it's also my guy movie because (laughs) i had someone come over to watch movies with me once and i had like nothing you know yeah (laughs) and then i was like oh well we have spaceballs we'll watch spaceballs okay and I just, and the funny thing about it is I didn't know it was a parody of Star Wars when I first saw it. Um, I had gone to school after I'd spent the summer with my aunt and uncle and told this kid, oh, you have to see this movie Spaceballs. It's really hilarious. And he's like, no, I hate that. They made fun of Star Wars. I was like, they did? <laughs> I rewatched it. I was like, oh, my God, how did I not see that? And, um, but anyways, just watch Spaceballs. You don't have to see Star Wars to understand it. No, you really don't. You really don't. It's a funny movie on its own. But if you've seen Star Wars, it's like 10 times funnier. But it's still funny on its own because Mel Brooks is just that hilarious. Mm -hmm. So you, and it's John Candy. It's Rick Moranis. That makes it funny right there. (laughs) Now, do you, did you, or do you know that the, Mel Brooks is currently writing the sequel to Spaceballs. I have very mixed feelings about that. But it's going to be called The Search for More Money. Which, yes. 
I have mixed feelings because I love Mel Brooks. I think he's hilarious. I, I just he just did a one man show on HBO. I watched it. He, that was really good. He was really yeah. If you ever get a chance, watch it. He does get a bit long winded, but you know. Um, <laughs> I was kind of bummed he didn't talk about Spaceballs though, but yeah. He's gonna be one of those people that I think we as a society should make sure that he's um, yeah. You know like. What is it like? Frozen, so he doesn't ever die. Yes, I. Oh God, I can't think but, of the the actual yeah. title, but. And it's so funny because when I was a kid, all I knew was Mel Brooks was the evil banker in the Little Rascals movies. Like you get up. Uh, he he. Uh, there's a. I don't know if you've ever seen the Little Rascals movies. I have. Okay. It's been a while, but I have seen. Okay, them. when he. Go when they go to the the bank to try to get a loan to build the clubhouse. The guy who tells them you're not people, you're kids. That's Mel Brooks. Mm -hmm. And that's and he's like, and they try to um dress up as Quakers and come back in with the beer. Yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, I um I they had done a a cartoon sequel to Spaceballs. That didn't it, go over too well. It was not good. I was very upset. Not to mention they um they kind of ignored the fact the ending. I'm not gonna give it away to those who haven't right, seen it. Right, right. But there is a very pivotal thing that happens at the end of the movie that does not acknowledge at all in the cartoon. Huh. Yes. Uh, which really pissed me off, and if you know me, you probably know what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I was upset about that. I, and also I feel like if John Candy were still he with us, then yes, it would have been, and John Candy was still with us. If Joan Rivers was still with us, if Rick Moranis hadn't retired from acting, then yes. So it's going to be kind of hard to watch, hmm. but well, we'll see what happens when it comes out. Yeah. I mean, I'll, you know, yeah. I don't know if I'll pay. Movie prices are so high now. I... Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. Now, for those that don't know, mm -hmm. one of my life goals yes. is to watch every Oscar-winning best picture ever made. So far, I'm up to like 43 or 44 movies. Wow. So that's about halfway. So you're at the 43rd movie, not 1943. Right. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, thank right. you for making that clear. All right. Because I'm not going by year. I'm just going by whenever I see it. Okay. So, the most recent movie I watched is my recommendation for the month. And this, at the time, held the record for the very long length of one year of the most Oscars won by a movie. And that movie is Gigi. Um, it is set in France, but it is in English. Uh -huh. it is, it's an interesting story, um, but the songs are just absolutely fantastic. Uh -huh. And I actually downloaded some of the songs from iTunes to put them on. There's so many good songs. 
Um, thank heaven for little girls. It's a bore. The night they invented champagne. Um, so the movie, I, I know a lot of people aren't going to know the actors. Um, Leslie Karen, Maurice Chevalier, who is my favorite character in the movie as the uncle of the lead male, played by Louis Jordan as yeah. Gaston, but he's the uncle. He's my favorite character in the movie. And you may know his voice by listening to the introduction in the beginning of the Aristocats. He oh. is the guy who sings the song in the beginning of the movie. Um, but here he has, he's, he's, he plays a big role in the movie. Um, and it's sort of like, I guess the best way to, to put it would be, it's sort of like My Fair Lady, uh -huh. but it's not because the main character, Gigi, isn't poor because she lives in a, you know, in, in an apartment in France and uh -huh. she lives with her aunt and her mother, who you never see in the movie, which is <laughs> funny because she's an opera singer and she's trying to make it and every time they hear her sing, the aunt just closes the door, which is funny. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> excuse me. But I would recommend this really based on the songs. So is it set in the year that it was made, or is it set before? It was set, if I remember, it's like early 1900s. Okay. So it's like turn of the century. All right. So, yeah. but yeah, it's a fun movie. It's a family movie. And I, I actually, it's, I'm a little hesitant because I hated My Fair Lady, but. Yeah, I, I didn't like that version, but this one is a yeah. lot better. Um, yeah. But like I said, this, at the time when mm -hmm. it won, it, it did hold the record. And I looked it up after I watched it. Um, it won nine Oscars that year and then the next year ben Hur comes out and it wins 11 and 11 has been the mark since then so but it's a fun movie and i i would recommend it it's sort of it's a fun family movie plus yeah. eva gabor is in it so one of the gabor sisters well is yeah. in it. she's not in it a lot but she is in it more power to you for being somebody in my age range that knows who the gabor sisters are because <laughs> Well, I don't know how Jaja is still alive, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I know Ava because she was on Green Acres. Right. And I know who Malice Chau... I can't pronounce it. Chevalier? Yes. Is because he was on episode of I Love Lucy. So, that's my frame of reference. There you go. That's right. Uh, and Leslie Karen was in a an adaptation of Cinderella. Yeah. Was she... Uh, I mean... Was she the stepmother? No. Oh, good. She was Cinderella. Oh, okay. Yes. It is a weird movie, but she was in it. <laughs> All right. Actually, hold on. Let me check Wikipedia to make sure I'm, right. not, I'm correct. Yeah. Because uh, I'm pretty sure. Let me see. <laughs> but, yeah, I've heard of Gigi. Uh Definitely yes, recommend it. She was. She was Cinderella in the glass slipper. And yeah. What year did that come out? Nineteen fifty five. 
1955? Yes. Oh, okay, so that was like three years before that movie, my movie mm -hmm. came out. Yes. All right. Well, from our movie, we're now going to go to our album of the month. And Ooh. I'll start this one. Good. <laughs> because when I thought of this idea, and this actually sort of involves you, Dan. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Because when, you know, I thought of the idea yeah. of doing an album of the month, mm -hmm. there was one album that I thought of uh -huh. right away that I have to make this the first, my first choice yeah. for album of the month. It doesn't mean it's my favorite album of all time. Yeah. But I just love the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. And the album is Foreigner 4. And yeah. it is, okay, I'll tell you a quick story and then about this album. Sure. And then I'll go into the songs. Yes. My junior year in high school, uh -huh. um, we had music for like the first semester. Mm -hmm. And our assignment was to pick a song that tells a story. Yeah. So, you know, I had a couple of songs that I was going through. I almost went with a Weird Al song until the last, like, the last line in the song. And it was like, nah, I can't do that one. Yeah. So, I grabbed the album, I put it in, and the song is Jukebox Hero. So that's the song that I chose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, got a grade. And then, like, that afternoon, I was the only one in my science class. So the teacher let me play the album on the computer uh -huh. while, you know, I was doing my work. And, and I guess as I got older, I listened to it more and more. And it's such a fantastic album. It does, this has some of their biggest hits. Jukebox mm -hmm. Hero, Urgent, Waiting for a Girl Like You, um, which I'll tell you real quick, me and Brian and Stephanie, we sang that song in the car on the way home from a party one night. We, Brian we, Rochester? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, it was actually good. We had, we had a good tempo going. But, oh, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> but, I, oh, yeah, go ahead. I've heard him a few times but um <laughs> that's good but it's the songs that didn't become big mm -hmm. that are like the heart and soul of this album uh break it up nightlife luann i'm gonna win woman in black and the song that i gave or i gave you the link to that yes. is like my absolute all-time favorite foreigner song, yeah. Girl on the Moon. That is a... Ugh. Oh, my God. That is it's such an amazing song. And, like, it, and, okay. it end, and it ends with Don't Let Go. Um, and then the bonus tracks are just the unplugged version of Jukebox Hero and Waiting for a Girl. But with Girl on the Moon, the reason I say, like, that's my favorite foreigner song is in a weird way and i'm not going to name names 
it's the song where I think of some girls that mm-hmm. got by me. You know? Yep. Like, that's the girl on the moon. That's the girl on the moon. Oh, yeah. And how that did not become a hit is oh, shocking. Is song. It is. It's shocking. But... I'd rather listen to that than I want to know what love is, to be honest. I really... <laughs> You know what? I'll be honest. That song isn't as annoying as annoying as everybody thinks it is. It's just overplaying that made it annoying. It's true. Not, yeah. True. Yeah. But but this is just an absolute fan. And if like and if you if you've never owned a Foreigner album, this is a great choice to be your first album. Really worth it. It's really worth. it. That is one of my favorite foreigner songs. That and Double Vision. Another good one. Yes. So sir. Okay. <laughs> um this is so tough now. <laughs> um, okay. The one album that I like, um, that's a classic see because I was going to go tell this whole story about an NSYNC album because it was nostalgia. And I thought, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah. And, and, but then I was like, but then it's an album I'm recommending to people. <laughs> so, which most of whom will be like, NSYNC. All right. You never know. There may be guys that are in Would be, yes. Um, it, 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 yeah, but that's more or less a story of an album I remember because it was an album that I had to own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More or less, um, but we can. We'll probably talk about my boy band obsession on a future show too. Yeah. Get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one classic album that I'm really crazy about is uh, was there's two. There's two. Okay, one is the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, mm. which is. I'm a huge disco fan, which is a weird thing because most people my age don't like disco. Most people I know um, think, oh, God, it's something for old people. But I love disco and not just the overplayed disco. I hate the overplayed disco. So, like, you would think, oh, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, that's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. But if you grew up listening to oldies flashback dance party you would be sick as hell of that song yeah because it's played every time oh yeah so like my favorite songs by the Bee Gees are actually actually the songs that aren't on the album my favorite songs by the Bee Gees like tragedy and uh too much heaven and if those are good songs but they don't get played nearly as much but um the reason why I love this album is not for those songs but for the instrumentals hmm like, um, and I actually don't like the movie Saturday Night Fever, believe it or not, <laughs> because I thought it was going to be a film about dancing. It's not. That's just part of it. It's it, it's actually a very gritty and dark movie. It's kind of creepy, actually. There's a lot of violence and there's a, yeah. I thought it was just going to be like, kind of like hairspray. It's not. Right. <laughs> Uh, so there's this one song, it's called, um, Manhattan Skyline. Okay. And it's by, um, 
David, I think it's David Shire. Mm-hmm. He was married to Talia Shire, who played Adrian in the Rocky movies. And it's just like, it's hard to describe the song, but I remember watching the movie and it's, they, the song starts playing and she's dancing to it. And you know how, like, when you're watching a movie and they start playing a song and then the dialogue cuts off the song and all you're trying to hear is the song and you're like, what song is this? What song is this? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. And then there's another one called A Fifth of Beethoven by Walter Murphy. And most people would have heard this song, but they don't realize that this is where it originated was Saturday Night Fever. Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah. It's called a fifth of Beethoven. It's like, and then um, there's like a synthesizer, and then this little thing that goes in the background. And it's, it's so so much to the point that if I ever hear the um, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony or whatever, mm-hmm. I think of that song, and it, it's just a really good um, album of. Of just like music that you sort of daydream about yourself dancing to, yeah. But you have no rhythm, and you know that you cannot dance as though you are <laughs> in the daydream. And um, so it's a really great soundtrack by a movie that isn't so great, in my opinion. Like seriously, if you want a John Travolta movie, that's good. Grease, he did that a year later. That's much better. Much less creepy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. except for the part when he tries to hit on Sandy. Yeah, yeah. It does have its creepy moments. That's like the one creepy part. Other than yeah, that. That's, that. And then look at me, Sandra D. It's like, yay, let's sing a happy song about how we bully this girl for being a virgin. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, okay. I don't know if you know this. What? The day they filmed that scene with the, the Sandra D song and... Yeah. That's the day Elvis died. Oh, yeah, I heard there was a scene. I just didn't know it was that one. Yeah, that's the one. Wow, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right, because they say, Elvis, Elvis, let me be, get that Elvis quick. Yep. That's right. Um, and, and just remember, folks, Rizzo ended up being the first lady on the West Wing. She sure did. <laughs> I did not like her very much. Uh, <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah. And then, um, (laughs) but the other album I loved, um, is, uh, Motown's 40th anniversary album. Um, that was one of the first CDs I ever owned, actually, was, um, because I was always listening to the radio Mm -hmm. and listening to oldie stations. So when I turned 13... Uh, for Christmas, my parents bought me a stereo and like six CDs, and one of them was Motown's 40th anniversary, and I played the hell out of that. It was a two CD set. Of course, it doesn't really cover the gist of me. Yeah, it, you know you can't really. You, you would take it would take like twenty CDs at best to really fully understand. Cover it. But if you you know like Motown. And you, you know, you just um, want a starting point, get that album or any Motown compilation album for that matter. Because it, um, it starts with uh, Please, Mr. Postman. Ah, uh, yeah. One of the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into stuff like 
heat wave dance in the streets and then it keeps going into the 70s with the like what's going on and um it kind of te- teeters out in the 80s because it was kind of a tricky period but yeah um but it, it's a good it's a really great compilation of the 60s of when it was really at its peak like the miracles the um marvin Gaye, tammy terrell all that so if you ever want to um that's a great album too if you like that sort of music well i'm sure there are i mean yeah i mean i mean even my mom was a fan of motown when she was growing up yeah my father was a teenager when that was coming out and he you know (laughs) well there you go folks that's the first episode of nostalgia crew Mm -hmm. Uh, i hope you guys enjoyed it um real quick if you want to find me on twitter Twitter.com backslash House of Bill. That's really the best way to get me there. And Instagram, where I do post my movies, like Danielle mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's Instagram.com backslash WrestlingMan85. And we do have our group on Facebook. All you got to do is just type in and search Nostalgia Crew, and yep. you will join us. And We'll try to post more often now yeah really we we yeah i i kind of held off on posting because somebody pm me and complained about their post being on their feed i'm like you know like hide them yeah seriously (laughs) seriously yeah people are just ridiculous yeah all right well well i'm well that is (laughs) that is our first show um we will do this again sometime next month uh when we do figure out when we do it again you guys will know mm-hmm. and will we honestly this is going to be like the show where we have like nothing planned until we start finding stuff yeah so like, that, i was thinking of like doing theme shows but then i'm like no because sometimes i go off topic so meh. yeah so but um we'll be talking about everything from my embarrassing teenage years to People having birthday parties at McDonald's. Yes, that was a thing. Yep, it was. That was a thing. And, you know, and all kinds of other fun and retro things that mm-hmm. in the coming months. And, um, but I had a great time. I hope I'll be back again. For, hey, <laughs> your first show. You know, it's in the books. Yes. Woo! And I didn't screw up. No, no. I, I, I can't wait to hear the reviews and you know what people think and and i'm and probably honestly folks the next episode is when i'll give you guys an email address if you have a question for us but this first one we're you know we're just gonna let it go just give it a smooth run see what happens yeah it does it does (laughs) we'll probably look back on this and be like oh my god i can't believe i said that oh trust me there are many a night's Many a night. Well, on that note, for Danielle, I'm Bill, and this has been Nostalgia Crew. Hope you guys enjoy the past.